You are listening to the RTE Today podcast, featuring some of our best bits from the show on RTE One weekdays at 3.30. Next guest has won this year's prestigious Booker Prize with his acclaimed novel, Prophet Song. Fresh from his travels across the globe is the man himself, writer Paul Lynch. Paul, we have a picture of you here signing about 2,000 books <laughs> after winning the Booker. How did it change your life? Oh my gosh, well there's life before and there's life after. Yeah. They, they, they say to you everything will be different and they also tell you you will not write a, a book for a year, you know, that, that the, the, the publicity demands are so enormous. Um, that day in Piccadilly, I had, in Piccadilly Waterstones, I had to sign 2,000 books and there's a team of people, you know, just literally handing you the book and somebody taking it off you and somebody else unpacking the books and it's, it's, it's been mad, you know, I, I've done, since winning the Booker Prize, over a hundred interviews and publicity, like sort of public events. Yeah. Um, what was it like, Paul, when you heard your name and the book being called out to win the prize? Ooh, well, you know, the pressure in the room is is extraordinary, yeah. and everyone feels it. And and you know, okay, if you don't win it, things will be grand, but you regret not winning it because yeah. the truth is, you know, ninety percent of writers will admit to wanting to win it, and the other ten percent are just lying. <laughs> And, so it's always been the goal. Well, it's, it, I think every writer wants to, and but so but you know, but you know, if you do win it, also it, it's it, it's truly enormous. It's a, it's effectively yeah. a global book prize at this point. Mm. Um, so when, when my you know, I, I think I became a meme when I won. It was the, people had videos of me with my face in my hands, um, and it's 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 overwhelming. There's, there's no other word to describe it. Yeah, and just tell us about the book itself. Then, what message did you want to get out there from this book, Paul? Well, messaging is not something you want to do. What you want to do is ask questions, yeah. and this book is asking many questions about perhaps the world that maybe some countries are heading towards, but also some countries are in right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a story about Ailey Stack, who's a, who is a mother of four living in an Ireland where a populist government has been elected. And so things are beginning to slide. The democratic norms that we've known are beginning to be eroded. And her husband is taken in for questioning. He works at the Teachers' Union of Ireland, and he has disappeared. And it is the book is about an unravelling. It's about, it's about allowing the reader to ask themselves, well, what if this beautiful thing that we live in here was to unravel? Mm-hmm. How precious is this? And, and if, if it's happening in other countries... Well, what are those people truly going through? And from reading the book, it's a, a, a dystopian story in a way, but also asks that question of how easy those things could happen in society. Yeah. That was a scary thing for me while reading the book. Are you a fan of that dystopian literature yourself? Well, what I would say about that is, is when you start reading it, it does seem kind of dystopian, but anything that's actually going on somewhere else in the world right yeah. now it ceases to be speculative. Yeah. Okay. Did I read somewhere, Paul, that you started to write the wrong book? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you explain that one? Six months uh, sort of chipping away at rock every day, knowing that, that the story I was working on just wasn't meant to be, but you still turn up every day. Turning up is really, really important. And what I'm looking for as, as a writer is a story that can contain my ideas, my obsessions, but it has to be a really great story. Yeah. And, and that the, wrong, the wrong novel <laughs> wasn't a great story. And there was a Friday uh, afternoon and I just thought to myself, I'm done. I'm going to park this and I'll come back on Monday. And I came back on Monday. I did not know what I was going to do. And I started to write Prophet Song. And it just came. It just came. Yeah. Will you go back to the other one now? Or you no, that's, 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 gone. That's, that's banished. That's we won't gone. even talk about it. Stephen King has a book called In Writing, and he also talks about 
ideas and how they land and the boys in the basement. And if you don't go and write the ideas down or, or just give them the attention that they go away. How do you feel about that, that statement about the boys in the, the basement? The boys in the basement is yeah. so true. What he's talking about is the subconscious. Yeah. All artists live next door to the subconscious. I call it the door into the dark. You know, we all have it. It's where all your great ideas come from. Yeah. And when you're, when you're an artist, um, you live every day alongside it, hoping things will pop out. The boys will announce themselves. And, you know, the elves and the shoemaker, that, that, lovely, old, that mm. lovely old fairy tale, yeah. is also a lovely way of explaining that. You know, the, 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 the shoemaker goes to bed, but at night the elves come out and make the, and make the clothing for him. And that's... That's the work of the subconscious. Is that, is that a two-way street or a one-way street, Paul, where they can come to you, but you can't go and look? You can't go to them, no. You can't go but to them. But there's things you can do. Okay. Hey, you, you, you live in respect of it. You respect it. You, you turn up to work every day and you say, OK, I'm, I'm available to the muse. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe she'll come today and yeah. maybe she won't. But, but you turn up to work and you treat it as a job and you don't mess around. That's, it's really important. So when yeah. it starts coming, you, you, you say, okay, this is yeah. happening now. You but, get I mean, into flow. People think that writing is, you know, you sit around waiting for the, the lightning bolt of inspiration and then you furiously start mm. writing. You know, Dorothy Parker once said, writing is the art of ass on seat. You turn up every day and you yeah. sit down and you do the work. And yeah. that's, you make it and happen. And the ideas come when you are just yeah. you're present every yeah. single day at the same time and treat it like a job. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you wrote the book in Malinhead. A lot of people... No, I, I, I wrote it in Dublin, but I grew up in Malinhead. You grew up in Malinhead. Yeah. So where did you write the books? You write the book in Dublin. Because a lot of people like to go to beautiful places that are quite remote to write. So where was your head at the time writing Prophet Song? Well, I mean, I'm a pretty normal person and I live in a very normal house in a normal Dublin uh, residential area. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I was living like a normal... I mean, I was living through COVID as well, of yeah. course, w- yeah. with small kids. Um, but, you know, I do my work in, in a writing room. I now have a studio at the back. I go out there. But when I have, you know, um, I'd be collecting the kids from school. I'd be going to the supermarket. You know, like you, you live this strange world where you're a dad on one side and, yeah. then, and then you go into the world of writing. We just pictures we, we pictures there. We saw pictures there. Who was in this picture here? Emily and Elliot. Oh. Are they the real bosses in the house? Oh, well, Emily, Emily thinks her dad's a bit of a fool now. <laughs> but do they not know that, like, you're a Booker Prize winner? Like, you know? Yeah, you know? They, oh, they do know. And, and you know, when, when about two or three weeks after I'd won it, Emily said to me one day, she said, Daddy, you know, I'm sick and tired of people stopping you on the street and saying, congratulations. <laughs> And, and that's how she sees it, you know. Her dad's just a, a big, big old fool, you know. No, not, not at all. Now, come here, you, be, you might be based in Dublin these days, but as Tracy said there now, you come from Malinhead. And I have this thing about people from Donegal, particularly the Inishon Peninsula. They're all just really, really cool and laid back. And I think that plays right into your hand when you're waiting, when you get that bum on the seat to sit down to start writing. That, yeah. that patience comes from that part. Well, of the there's country. something marvelous about Donegal. I grew up, I grew up in both Malinhead and Carndunna, so I spent most of my time in Carndunna. Yeah. But I have a memory of Malinhead, just that sense of spaciousness and the sound of the sea and the rain That's always, beautiful. always the rain and the sound of the wind, yeah. and it, it, it's. It imprints itself on your psyche, and it's there. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's really important. There's another thing as well. You're at the top of the country. You're at the very top tip. Because mm. I was there during the summer. There, there's just something magical about it. You are standing on the top of on Ireland. On a beautiful day, Malinhead is yeah. the most marvelous place oh, in the world. It's absolutely gorgeous yeah. and so peaceful. Yeah. It's beautiful. And your mom was a big inspiration to you as well, I believe, Paul. Was she? Yeah, my, you know, I, I remember really, really well sitting as a four-year-old on the floor of the still, of the living room in Malinhead, and my mum teaching me to read with all-brand cards, word cards cut out from an all-brand packet. <laughs> oh, you know, and she went on to be an adult literacy teacher, oh. and so I grew up in a house where books were really important, and I, I think that that's 
it's it's really it's 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 just great to be in an environment where you see parents reading, you know. And I often think today, of course, we all want our kids to be reading. And you know, I, I'm an ambassador for Ireland Reads, and and so this is it's really close to my heart. And we want kids to read, but we're, as parents, we're on our phones, and the kid, our kids don't often don't see us reading. And yeah. so I think it's really important that kids should see their parents reading books, and yeah. as in physical books, physical books, physical books. books, or even a Kindle. But you know, to actually see you sitting down and making time to read, I think I think it's a really important message to your kids that you you know it, it's almost like. Asking your children to learn classical music, but they don't ever hear it in the house. Yeah. You know. So how are they going to take it on board then? How? Do, yeah, yeah. How do you? How do you then do that with? I have a reading Italian. chair, and I'm in the chair a lot, so they see me reading, and often I'm I'm roaring at them. Will you keep it down? Yeah. <laughs> so I can read, which of course they don't. They have no interest. And do you read to them as well? I do every night. Yeah, yeah. It's really important. I just finished. Prophet song. Do you read this? No, I'm afraid not. Uh, though um, my my daughter again said to me the other day, she said uh, she said. Dad, I don't like Prophet Song. And I said, okay, really? And she said, well, I said, how did you know? How do you know? She said, well, I heard it. I said, where did you hear it? She said, at the Booker Prize ceremony on the TV. And I said, okay. She said, the Beast thing was better. Oh. And I said, okay. And then she said, I think the Beast thing should have won. <laughs> I they really know how say. to get you, your kids, right? Yeah. They know how to get you. Wow. Paul, when you look at social media then and the, and the outside influence that seems to be coming in on top of us all the time, and I, what I've noticed when I'm scrolling sometimes, it's all the same, more or less the same things that keep coming up all the time. Yeah. And when you're trying to get some people, particularly young people, to broaden their mind as well, like this is really kind of attacking what, what we should be doing. I think that when Silicon Valley unleashed its technology in the last 10, 15 years and everybody... We were all signing up for an experiment that we actually didn't sign up for. Yeah. And nobody was truly cognizant of what it was going to do to us. And we now know that it's really affected our, our, our concentration. It's affecting so many aspects of mind. And that's why I'm an advocate for reading, because I say that, that when you read, you're creating a space for contemplation. You're creating a space where you can be creative, where you can just almost... You know, if you're quiet, you, you hear your own mind. And it's very hard to do that. And it's, I think it's very important to, to be able to hear your own mind because that's where your inner wisdom comes from. It's, yeah. where, it's where the best part of your mind resides. But it, it's only available to you when you go for that really long walk yeah. or, or you sit on your own with a book. And um, modern life is designed to, 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 to distract you always. And that phone in your pocket, it's poking all, all day oh, long. Yeah. And I don't damaging think your smart... critical thinking. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think the smartphone is that smart at all, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, maybe taking, robbing some of our smartness away from yeah. us. Uh, Barbie and Banshees and Sharon is on <laughs> uh, the leaving server. What do you think of that one, Paul? Well, I think it's useful that, that you know, critical thinking skills are taught in the leaving search for popular cinema. Mm-hmm. I do also think that the serious literature is, is important. I think back to my own leaving search, what I read as a teenager, changed me for life. I remember reading T.S. Eliot, um, Jared Manley Hopkins, Thomas Hardy's The Mayor of Castlebridge. Yeah. I remember sitting down on the bed, bawling, crying when I finished that novel. And those, those books, Shakespeare's Macbeth, they went in so deep. And I was ready for those at 16, 17, 18. And I remember when I finished my first novel, Red Sky and Morning, I remember looking back over it and seeing references to what I had studied for my leaving cert. So it's a really important time. Yeah. And, I, and I, I do think that a lot of people who loved reading um, for their leaving cert and were really moved by what they read 
also later on stopped reading. Okay. And and they should go back to to to, to those to those books. Foundings is the is the one to get. You are a Booker Prize winner, so tips for inspiring authors. Like I'll just get my pen out here. Hang I, on a second, Paul. I'll start <laughs> taking these down here. Well, I mean, it, it depends where you're at. I always say to people who are starting out that actually reading is more important yeah. than writing, and that reading the classics matters because when you read the classics you're seeing literature that stood the test of time and you're seeing great ideas and great writing and beautiful writing. And, and, and it's, it's, this kind of impact will really shape your mind as a writer because, you know, the truth is you can only write what you've read because what you've read is what shapes how you express yourself. So the more great writers you read teaches you how to express yourself more. You're standing on the shoulders of these writers. Okay. Okay. Speaking of classics, you can get this classic in all bookstores, good and bad. They're all great. All bookstores are great. All bookstores are great. Well said. Paul, great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for coming in. And congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to tune in to the Today Show every weekday on RTE1 from 3.30. Or if you missed the show, you can watch it back on the RTE player. Visit rte.ie forward slash player. Stay tuned.